Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. It is great to be here. I want you to look at somebody and tell them it's good to see you. And you are being moved from glory to glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter 6. Hallelujah. This week, our theme for the week is embracing the supernatural. Now we, 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 throughout the fasting, this week, our fasting, embracing the supernatural. Tell somebody embracing the supernatural. Tell somebody embracing the supernatural. You see, once you've engaged with the supernatural, hallelujah. One of the things I believe, the challenge, one of the greatest challenge, probably God had with delivering Israel out of Egypt was that he got them physically out of slavery but could not take slavery out of their hearts. Amen. It is not the mind that makes the final decision. It is the heart. When your mind thinks a thought, it has the choice either to accept it or to reject it. But once it moves from your mind into your heart, that's the fun. That's what the Bible said. The heart is deceitful above all things, not the mind. Who can understand it? Because you see, the heart is the center of one's living. As I talk about the heart, I'm also talking about the core of man's being, which is the spirit. The devil is interested in your heart. God is also interested in your heart. When it comes to basic science, you understand that the heart is what pumps blood. Blood is life. Am I helping somebody? Amen. The difficulty God faced with the, uh, delivering the Israelites out of Egypt was that he had gotten them physically out of sin, physically out of bondage, physically out of poverty. But God had one of the difficulties he had was that to change the state of their heart. So they engaged. They saw. The Bible said that they, they knew that they, 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 the Israelites saw the acts of God and Moses knew the ways of God. Hallelujah. Ah, so they saw the acts of God. Moses had moved from seeing to nowhere. He had walked with God enough. At some point when God encountered, when Moses engaged with the supernatural, the Bible said he was a shepherd. Now, number one, he was not just any shepherd. A shepherd who had no class. So he would take his flock to the backside. Not even the desert. The backside. Life had relegated him to the backside. But immediately he engaged the supernatural. His life transformed. Am I helping somebody? And the Bible said, the burning bush and God, when God saw that Moses was prepared to embrace the supernatural, then God stepped down. We fasted as best as you can. You fasted. Hallelujah. As much as you could, you fasted. Everyone receives their reward. Hallelujah. Everyone receives the fruits of their labor. Fasted as best as we can. We engage the supernatural. We're dealing with Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through to 8. And so today, let's talk about engaging the supernatural. Our theme for this week's fasting is embracing. And the last week will be displaying the supernatural. You see, it is not enough to be in church every Sunday. It is not enough to receive the word it is not even enough to fast when you can't display the power hallelujah that display of God's power is not only reserved for churches they have no choice to give you that promotion as long as you are displaying the anointed hey listen listen the business has no choice but to come 
come into focus when you begin to display. On the day of Pentecost, ordinary people when they gathered were not joking in the upper room. The Bible said and the spirit came. They embraced the supernatural. Now it was time for them to display. Do you know that the book of Acts was never concluded? It is the only book in the Bible that has never been concluded. Why? Because the acts of the apostles have been left for us to continue. Am I speaking to somebody? So you see, when you receive the anointing, it is not only for you to keep. When you receive the anointing, it is expected of you to display the mighty works of God. What couldn't be, should be. Because you've received the anointing. Am I helping somebody? That child who is obstinate can no longer remain obstinate when the anointing is at work. We need Embrace. When we embrace, we need to display. It's not only reserved for pastors. Let me be honest with you. We're not here to abuse or anywhere. So we're all power. I'm the only powerful. No, 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 no. Some at times, some of us rise in the anointing. Rise and begin to display. We talk as year eight eighteen. I and my children have. We have for signs and wonders, and everything is chaotic at your home. No. Your child should not go to school and fail to excel. It does not work. It cannot work. And it mustn't work. Oh yes, it must not work. If Jesus was a dollar, how could he remember that it is written? God is so smart that he, he, he alone can write. You see, one of the things you need to understand, God has never dealt with people who, who have chosen to be dumb. Moses was not dumb. That's why he could write the five books. God dictated. He did not recopy. He wrote them. God dictated. Hallelujah. Because you know, when you embrace the supernatural, you cease to remain the same old person. Let's see, let's see you differently. Hallelujah. And one time Jesus healed a man sitting by the and they knew him. He was a beggar. Sit by the roadside and, 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 and then after he had healed him, his old people said it is him. One, one group said it's not him. Another said it is him. Another said, why? Because they had embraced the supernatural and there was a change. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. This week as you decide to embrace the supernatural, the first sign that you should experience is change physically. Change in your situation. Change in your dream. Change even in your pursuit of God. If you believe, shout amen. Please listen, we are not here to joke. It will be a mistake for me to underestimate you. Hallelujah. It will be a mistake for you to underestimate what is happening here. When we gather Friday, we mean business. When we gather Sunday, we mean business. Everything is intentionally planned to bring us to the place. Talk about going higher heights. The place God has reserved. Do you know it is very difficult getting to the top? It is so difficult. That's why only a few people get to the top. They say, oh, it's not either. difficult getting to them. Are you sure? They say, it's only difficult staying there. It's not true. If it was so easy, why are some people who are meant to be there struggling? Because there are forces with vested interest to keep you where you are. Don't blame the government. Government or no government, the, as long as God has decided to bless you, he will bless you. But I tell you, where we are coming from. There are forces. Living in London means nothing to these forces. There's an arrow that can fly by day. It has no need, but it is arrow airways. There's a pestilence that walks. Hey, brother. It walks. It walks over mountains. It walks over seas. It walks through fire. It doesn't matter where, if you live in N17 or E, as long as that pestilence can walk by noonday, it will locate your address. Hello. I was telling my wife some experiences earlier on in ministry. Somebody will bring their child, pray. Immediately you decide to lay hands, the person grows taller through to the roof. And they'll be telling you, if this disease can be healed, I wouldn't have brought the person here. 
Immediately you open your eyes and say, Mama, it is okay. Take your trouble. I have seen a man who is a wizard being delivered in the manifestations. A man who is a wizard being delivered in the manifestation. Listen, we are dealing with too much for us to underestimate opportunities when we have in the presence of God. Am I helping somebody? We are dealing with too much for you to be absent on Friday. We are dealing with too much for you to have a lackadaisical attitude about Sunday service and Friday service. Ah, no, you can't. Your destiny is yours. All that God does is to realign you to your purpose. But your destiny, the fulfillment of your destiny, is a responsibility that you have to take up and become all that God called you to be. But this week, we will embrace the supernatural. Embracing the supernatural also means that God will pinpoint certain character faults that we have. Certain weaknesses that he wants you to surrender. Certain lifestyles, certain attitudes, certain things we do which is against everything that the supernatural represents. And I pray that when God reveals them to you, you won't fight with him. It will shock you that there are some Jacobs who desire to fight with God. Fight with God. See, the only time God won over Jacob was when he touched where his weakness was. Now, he couldn't stand on his two feet. So now he was weak. That was the only time the angel had the upper hand. There are some of us, that's what we do. Fight in God. No, let it go. Why would a man fight with God 24 hours when he could easily have said, have your way. Amen. And sometimes God sends human beings to you that this thing is wrong. Change. Don't fight God. They don't need to come, my son, my son. I have come for you to know that it's God. No, 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 no. Deliverance occurs every day, but we choose what we want to be delivered of and what we don't want to. And that's, that's the reality. That is how sad life is. We choose what we want to be delivered of and what we don't want to. When a friend comes and advises you and you know that advice is wholesome, is godly, it was God speaking to you. When even that man you're forcing to marry or date tells you, leave me alone. It is God speaking through the devil to you. You're busy. And what happens? We end up crushed. You don't want to go round the mountain. And I tell you in this life, if you're not careful, not just one mountain, there are several mountains. May God bring us deliverance. This week, we will embrace the supernatural. I don't want you to mess out. Nobody embracing the supernatural remains the same. It, it, I can, Moses embraced God. Now he became he become a deliverer. Moses, a, a, a fugitive of the penal system of Egypt. When he embraced God, the same person they were looking for now became their contender. They were too much. They were so afraid of Moses. But Moses, early on, without God, was escaping from the Egyptian penal system. Moses now embraces the supernatural. <laughs> he walks in boldly. Ah, they want to arrest you. They have been looking for you for 40 years. You show up. How many remember Ronnie, Ronnie Biggs or when they arrested him in Brazil and brought him? Uh, I think he, the train robber. For many years he escaped. Now imagine Ronnie Biggs walks in and say, I'm Ronnie Biggs. They've been looking, but Moses did not come alone. Watch this. Moses did not meet his enemies alone. There was a power backing Moses that brought him to the place. I see somebody walking in that power. I said whatever used to scare you after you've embraced the supernatural, your life will not remain the same. This time you will have the upper hand. This time you will have the upper hand. This time that finance will work together. This time that dream will show up. This time that door that used to close, slam at your face will no longer, but that will supernaturally open for you in the name of Jesus. Hello.
In the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah was in the temple. And in the same temple, now number one, you need to understand that Isaiah was a priest for a long time. But an insignificant one. Nobody knew him. Hello. Isaiah had been going through the processes. But according to Leviticus, the what priest had to do to appear before God. He was there. Nothing happened. He used to burn incense like all other priests. And so what? Nothing happened. I'm trying to paint a picture for somebody to understand that. As Isaiah was insignificant without engaging the supernatural, maybe the challenges you're going through is as a result of your non-engagement with the supernatural. But after today, after today, after today, after you've engaged the supernatural, after you come face to face with God, I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Tomorrow by this time, what? the results are when a man engages God will be yours in the name of Jesus the same year and 2nd Chronicles 26 let's go through 2nd Chronicles 26 put it on the board who is King Uzziah 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 that God in writing will compare the demise of a king to the elevation of his prophet such was a king 16 year old he became king no king had that scientific insight like Uzziah. No king had victories like Uzziah. He had a special prophet who had skills in visions and in that a revelation of God for his life. Uzziah. God did so much with him. His enemies were at his back and call. But the Bible said for he was marvelously held. But when you read further it says when his heart was lifted up. His downfall, he decided to do that which was in. When you have time read Chronicles. 2nd Chronicles 26. He decided to do to his eyes. And there's certain things that was reserved for his special people. No king ever did machinery at that time hey he had this insight into creating engineering insight the guy was good architectural insight god marvelously helped him 16 year old ruled for 50 something years god marvelously helped him and so it's like many of us when we've been helped by god our hearts get lifted up thinking we can do we can talk anyhow we can behave in here god did a lot with him at 16 years his father died and he took over at 16 years tell me at 16 years when we're growing up, the, what, what the worst they can do is to find a regent to rule until you're ready. But this man was so anointed, my God. So blessed, so anointed. So called for the kingship that his, at 16 years old was Hosea when he began to reign. Who reigns at 16 over a nation of grown-ups? Except God is with you. Who does mighty things at that particular age? Except God is with you. But the day his heart was lifted, pride took over and he began. He entered the temple. The only two people in the Bible who had the threefold anointing, Jesus and King David. The anointing of the king, the anointing of the prophet, the anointing of the priest, Jesus and David. No other person was given the right to. And until you were a priest, you couldn't burn incense at the altar of God. Listen, listen, listen. You see, the confusion many of us are going through and anything works is because, you see, we've not sought God regarding what our life's assignment is. And so we think, oh, let me get there. I can do this. I can do that. You can do Shia. You can do Shia. Until God shows you what you are supposed to do. You see, you are confused. It can take you half your life before you get to know what your assignment in life is. The thing about church is that once you come by the grace of God, because of the anointing, God begins to reveal. 
what you are called for. Such was him. Wasn't interested. Was no longer satisfied with what God had given him. Thought he would do what was reserved for other people. Have you ever come across people who've been in church long and they think they can preach like the preacher? They think, oh, oh we all can do it. <laughs> you can't. Tell somebody, you can't, man. No, I said, tell them, you can't, man. No, I can pray like he's praying. You can't. I can prophesy. You can't. I can, you can't. You can't. If you focus on what God has given you, you can in that. Because in this life, even when you cross over onto somebody's path, you are disqualified. It will shock you how many human beings are walking in life and already disqualified. Already disqualified. Why? Because by virtue of pride and arrogance, they believe that, oh, I can. It will shock you how many people have started churches. And the church is already disqualified even when in its infancy. Why? Because somebody chose to be what they have not been called to be. It will shock you how many people have started businesses because somebody started a business and they believe they are qualified and they start and they are in chaos. It will shock you how many people have even gotten married to the wrong people. You can be married to the wrong person all your life and you will know no peace. When others are enjoying, you enjoy by slaps. You can be dating the wrong person all your life and not your life. And you will know no peace. Because something within you is convincing you that the person is the right person. And everything around is saying that person is the wrong person. Whose reports are you believing? And many a times, listen, the ills of our lives are very evident. Many a times the ills of our lives are very evident. But it's easy to look at the next person and judge when yours is close to you. Such was the king. Blessed and anointed. After he had achieved so much, he wasn't satisfied. He began to look into things angels were afraid. And I brought his, when he was going to burn incense, they begged him. The high priest, valiant men, the Bible said, men of valor begged him. This thing, king, is not for you. Stop. There are many of you. As I matured, I learned one lesson. Never force a man to believe what you, what you know or what you've seen. And never beg anyone to repent. Because in any way, they won't repent. And you see where I'm coming from. There are some people they need to crack. Go and crack. Don't leave them. Let them be. When they crack, you help them pick up the pieces. Because there are some people, until the doctor tells them, your liver is infected with cirrhosis, they will never stop drinking. Hello? There are some people, until that man has beaten you and gotten rid of a couple of your front teeth, they won't. There are some people, until they burnt their money, and that business which they are convinced it will work. They won't. It doesn't matter. You can pray and fast. You can admonish. Church members, stop it. Ah, Pastor, why? Is that your fault? You know what? I learned it. Once, one, two, three. I, I mind my business. To excel in life, one of the things you ought to do is to learn how to mind your business. Everyone has a business. Mind it, man. Mind it. You can only help a person so far. After you've advised, one, two, three. Many people I know, they were doing it. It was crossing. Eh, no, no, no. I, I believe it won't. Ah, I see. I hear. Every minute God is speaking. I'm telling you. Every day God speaks to me. Sometimes I'm talking and my wife will think I'm going mad. No. Sometimes I see angels physically. Angels. And they are talking. And I'm telling you it's not working. And you are telling me it is working. Oh, yeah. That was the king. And so when the Bible says, when the Bible compares Isaiah, it was the era in which Isaiah was the priest. The same year when pride had killed the king, humility 
was about to lift a man this year. I pray in the name of Jesus. You see, the higher heights is not reserved for prideful people and arrogant people. It is reserved for humble people who are willing to say, when God, you break me. If you break me to the point that I'll be nothing, I'm willing. And God will lift a man who's prepared to be broken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The same year, pride destroyed somebody. Humility was about, I see you being lifted because of your humility. I, I see you being lifted because of your humility. He said, God lifts the man out of the miry clay and places him in, amongst the princes, even the princes of his own people. Don't go too far. The people that used to laugh at you are the same people God will bless you before. They are the same people God will bless you before. The same year. I'm reminded of Simeon the prophet said when Jesus was presented. He said this child is for the rise and fall of many. There's a year. Many will fall. And there's a year. Many will be lifted up. I see you amongst the many who are being lifted up. I said, I see you amongst the many who are being lifted up. I see you being lifted in health, in your finance, whatever your endeavor is this year. I see you being lifted up in the name of Jesus. That's what the Bible said. The year, this greater. I love what it said for he was, he was great for he was marvelously, 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 marvelously helped, marvelously helped. Listen, until you are marvelously helped by God, everything you do will be full of challenges. But in the name of Jesus, as you've engaged the supernatural, may that marvelous anointing, the anointing that helps people marvelously, may that anointing be your portion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For he was marvelously helped. Marvelously helped by pride. Listen, pride will happen anyway in spite of what the surroundings are. Because pride is a posture people take in spite of how God has blessed them. In spite of how God has blessed them. In spite of how God has blessed them. There are many people, they are just ungrateful. Ungrateful. Very ungrateful. Very ungrateful in spite of what this church has done for them. In spite of what God has done, ungratefulness is in them. So it's not about the help they need. They're just ungrateful. It's an attitude. It's a posture. It is not your portion in the name of Jesus. And the same year, the same year, the same year, one was going out because of his own posture. Another was about to be lifted. But you see, the difference between Isaiah and Hosea was that just as the same anointing marvelously helped Hosea, the same anointing was prepared to help Isaiah. Now as we go through, Isaiah, he said, whoa, as me from undone. Do you know what that means? The same anointing that helped Hosea was the same anointing prodding Isaiah to a place of a turnaround. Many of you, God has been prodding you. Change. Doing everything possible. Prophecies are coming. Opening doors you know you don't deserve are opening. What more do you want God? It is God's sign to you that I love you so much. I wanted to bring you to the place where so much can be yours. But guess what? We are so used to the little because of the mediocrity mindset. The person you want to marry loves clubbing. Everything opposite what you believe. And you are in church. God change. And there are many God-fearing men in church. Blessed. Who love everything you love. But you are so fixated. And everything God has to do to change you, he's doing it. Could have died, he delivered you. Could have hurt you, he delivered you. Those you don't deserve. Places you are not meant to be. But God, after you, you are still in church. God, change this man. Change this. Change him from love and club. But the leopard has never changed. Then what? Can the leopard change its spots? No. You are still in church. It's not working. God has told you, leave that business alone. Even the business is saying, leave me alone. 
And you're still, Father, I anoint this business, whatever it takes. And everything God has to do to tell you, I want to marvelously. Now, listen, if you have your dictionary, look at the meaning of the word marvelously. Marvelously. For he was marvelously. Every available in resource, a resource available in heaven was poured to him in spite of that pride. What you fail to do as a child of God, there's always a switch. There's another child of God in church who is willing to have what you have. So after God has done everything for you, marvelously helping you, and you should insist, guess what? The same place. Because when God lifts a man, he does not lift him outside a certain confines. No. Amongst the princes. Amongst the same people. Amongst the princes. So what you fail to do, another person is bathed in the anointing of marvelosity. If there's a word like that. Marvelously anointed. Now you will turn around and the person's doings become an image of jealousy. And you're blaming God. Don't blame God. Don't blame God. Don't blame God. He, he prompted you. He told you to get up and fast. He told you to get up and pray. He told you not to do that. Not to do this. Not to do that. But you are busy explaining why you couldn't listen to God. The same year said, whoa, it's me. From one man. He thought he was complete. Engaging the supernatural. He thought he was complete. All he had to do was to come face to face with the power of God. Moses prayed a prayer, a strange prayer. He said, let me see you. And the Bible said, nobody sees God and that's what, and lives. And so when the angel of God passed, it wasn't even God. He, he has lifted his word above his name. God has never lied. He said, when you see me, you, if you see me, you will die. He means what he means. And he means what he says, and he says what he means. So it was an angel passing by. And the Bible said, the hand of God covered Moses. In the rock. He only saw the back of the angel. But here was Isaiah. Like the apostle John. The book of Revelation. I said, and I saw the Lord. High and lifted up. In all his glory. All Isaiah had to do. Was to say, woe is me. Caution. The fact that he said, woe is me. Does not mean he changed. Because when you read further. It was the angel that said, look. It wasn't Isaiah. What am I talking about? And many of you, you've been in church. You've seen the awesome power. Still does not want to change. Still want to remain in the same old state. You see where I'm coming from. So therefore, this is it. Deliverance is initiated by God, not by man, based on the man's petitioning. Your lifestyle will not automatically go until you begin to fight it and ask God to step in. He said, and, and he said, whoa, for I'm undone. I have seen God and now I know my lips are unclean and I know that I dwell in the midst of unclean people. Then the angel, the seraphim, the Bible said, took a live call. I was explaining it on Friday. Took a live call, the living word. You see, your greatest deliverance and the only deliverance and the only breakthrough in life is not by me even prophesying to you. It's by the word. Because when the, he said, number one, he knew exactly where, what, what was wrong with his life. He wasn't the type who knew that he had to change his lifestyle and would go and pray, God, heal my head, heal my head, heal my head. And your lifestyle came, your head came about because of your lifestyle. No, 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 no. He said, for my lips are what unclean and I dwell in the mist. So number one, maybe what he used to say was wrong. And his association. Am I helping somebody? His association was wrong. What he used to say was wrong. And it's association. And I tell you, your life is about 90% affected by the people you associated to. You don't need to associate to a person physically. The books, the, the movies you watch. How can you be living in London up until now? Some of you, 
All you watch Nigerian movies, African movies, Apantana, and there's nothing progressive. Immediately you slot in the city, you know exactly how the movie will end. That is a movie. Can't change. Association. Association. By what you say. Your association is affected by what you say. When I talk about what you say, what, what you display, your lifestyle, what you depict. A man can never be different from what they say. A man can never be different from what they say. You can never be different. The thoughts of your heart are manufactured into your words. My wife said, so as a man think it, so is he. Do you know what that means? As you think, there's a tendency that you'll become what you think. It's a chain. Oh, my lips, my association, out of the mercy of God. Number two, low. The angel said, low, your lips have been what? Took a live coal from the altar of heaven. And I said on Friday, the life code represents the cleansing power of God. Listen, I'm not interested in you if you don't know how to, if you don't study the word and you don't pray. We've conversed all these years. Normal conversation has not prov- done anything. Am I speaking to somebody? Hello? Normal conversation. What has that done? What has it done? Took the life code from the altar where we lay our petitions before God. Took it from the altar. Touched the lips. and said, number one, you've been cleansed. Number two, it can represent the answer to the many prayers you've been praying. Because you know what? You're greatest breakthrough is what you say also life and death upon the power of the tongue if you see one time went to pray for a man i think somebody cursed him it was about london later on god revealed he go pastor i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying he died he died even when we played in life by the words of his lips pastor i'm dying i'm dying oh pastor i'm dying the next time we went they had to bundle him up he was dead life called living word living word living word living word active word for the word of god is sharp it's quick it's powerful even to the divided center of the soul and spirit. And it's a critic of the thoughts of and intentions of the heart. The word of God. Picked it from the altar of heaven. Sanctified word. Placed it in his mouth. Number two. It can also represent what we, many of us here, are confused about our vision and about our life. And if it's sanctified and God brings it back. One of the things about serving God is that he picks you, cleanses the you, and gives you back to you. You'll understand it when Jesus happens. Wave your hand and let me know if you're here. Wave and let me know if you're let me know if you're here. Am I helping somebody? I'm serious. People, listen. It's about time. You see, we stop dealing with periphery kind of Christianity and embrace the core of what the word of God is about. Your greatest breakthrough is in being touched by the word. By the word. By the word. By the word. Have you caught any fish? I've been toiling throughout the night. Weeping may endure for a moment. But joy cometh in the morning. But guess what? Joy does not really come in the morning unless God steps in. <laughs> Am I helping somebody? People, listen. Uh, weeping may endure for a moment. You may weep. The moment might be 10 years, might be 20 years. You sit there and uh, weeping may endure for a moment, my joy. Oh, please don't cry. You will cry. Joy does not actually come in a moment. It takes the supernatural infusion of God marvelously, marvelously helping you, marvelously bringing you to the place where you belong. So you are weeping may endure for a moment, my joy. Come, brother, don't go quoting that to anyone. If they don't believe in God, they will cry. And soon they'll turn around and call, you're a false prophet. You came to my house and prayed. No, I don't pray certain prayers for people. No, 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 no. It will shock you. Everyone, I pray differently. Because I now understand that the level of our faith determines how quick we receive our answers. So if I go and pray certain prayers and you don't receive it, when we come to church, you start looking at me, that guy. I think he doesn't like me. He's a false prophet. Life coat, touch the lip. And the angel said, no. An occasion of astonishment, exclamation, Lo! Talks about the sudden speed with which God brings our miracles to pass. I told you the other day, breakthrough is not in, in, in years, people. 
Don't sit here and assume in the next 10 years, maybe God, no, no, no. Breakthrough is in moments, but the manifestation of what happened in the moment is what takes years. Breakthrough is in moments. Breakthrough. If I receive the breakthrough, it's in my heart, it's in my spirit. It is in moments. Breakthrough is not in years. Don't believe anyone. I was telling you the other day, it will be a mistake for me to sit here and believe that we need 10,000 people before we buy a place of our worship. The devil is a liar. I tell you this, the devil is a liar. He is a liar. We don't need many people. We need a few committed people. If 32,000 was reduced to 300 and they were able to destroy an, a Midianite army, shout amen. I said shout amen. amen. said, look, your lips have been touched. Your means of communication. I keep asking people, something we do every day and people take it for granted. If you're going to be paid, it's based on how good you are negotiating. If a man is going to be interested in you, it depends on how, what you say, man. If you're going to excel in life, if you, if you, <laughs> anything of God is by words. How many believe that? How many know that everything we receive of God is by words? The words you speak. Bible said in Proverbs 6, you're ensnared by the words you speak. So if I speak godly words, it trap, it entraps me and I begin to walk in these worldly words. Your words determine. Listen, you can stay at one place and not do much just by your words. You know what takes certain people who are rushing and doing things? By your words. You can stay at one place full of life, vigor, and die by your words. The way my leg is, I think this is what will take me to my grave. By your words. You're this child. You'll never amount to anyone. Now he comes on road, some weed, man. Big weed. <sighs> And you go to church, oh, Father, have mercy. By your words, that lo, your lips have been touched. The exact place, he had a challenge. That was the exact place deliverance came to. In the next few minutes, when we get out to pray, listen. In Hebrews chapter 4, I said, nothing is hidden from God. This morning, the Holy Ghost was teaching me something. The greatest thing the enemy has gotten, every one of us, is not even sin. It is ignorance. Ignorance. You only sin because you are ignorant. Or the depth of the love of God for our life. Your situation is not changing because of ignorance. I, I, I keep asking something. Now, do you know that poor people are the only people who hate the message of prosperity? How does that work? It's an oxymoron. People who are struggling in life are the people who hate the message of prosperity. I don't understand it. You're struggling. Someone is preaching that it is possible to break through. That's a false statement. That's a false preaching. It is not from heaven. <laughs> It is well with your soul. I said it is well with your soul. And then it was only after the prophet had had his lips touched, touched by God. Now you read verse 8. He said, and I heard. Why had it been? Had he been in the temple for many years and didn't hear anything? Selah. Been in the temple. Even when King Uzziah, God was always speaking. But certain things were blocking him from hearing. You see, you see, people, listen, listen. Yes, it is good to be hardworking, but you can be hardworking and be worn out by life and never amount to anything. It is good to be having plans, but until you hear God speak concerning where you have to go, you can plan and plan and plan and nothing happens. Hello? All these years, Suddenly, after he had an engagement with the supernatural, and certain things that were blocking the supernatural from having a place in his life were dealt with, now an ordinary priest assumes the position of significance. Listen to me. When we talk about embracing the supernatural, what we are saying is that until 
you, you, until you attain the position of significance, life will treat you anyway. You see, the reason why nobody knows you or hears of you or what you're doing is because you lack the anointing that opens the door for significance. Uzziah, when God was backing him, was significant until the flesh took over and the significance was redrawn. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Wherever you need significance, significance is an anointing of God that changes a person's position. It is yours in the name of Jesus. It is yours in the name of Jesus. It is yours in the name of Jesus. Now, he could hear God. Why was he not hearing God? When I stand here and I tell you I heard, it is my gift connected to the Holy Spirit that is working to hear from God. Ordinary people don't hear from God. Prophets don't really hear from God. Let me level with you. You see, because nobody hears from God and the situation remains the same. We hear from the Holy Spirit, per se, part of the God. Have I, 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 I opened up a secret? Is your gift at work? A person who knows how to sing, when they sing, does not mean they are singing from heaven. They are just singing because it's their gift. But by the Holy Ghost, am I helping somebody? Because any man that hears from God changes generations. And you see, you are not allowed that access to that level of anointing until you've been proven. I'm revealing some deep secrets, isn't it? You are not allowed access to nobody hearing from God refuses or ceases to change a generation. One man stands and impacts a whole generation. Moses, go and deliver my people. One and deliver. Joshua, do not be afraid. Be strong. Only be courageous. You divide the land. He did it. Isaiah, whoa, low. Now he heard. Go. Now, nobody in the Bible wrote us many prophetic insights like Isaiah about the coming redemption. There's no book in the Bible that contains as many promises of God for the believer like the book of Isaiah. All embracing who Jesus is. Why? Because when he engaged the supernatural number one, and allowed the supernatural to fill him and he embraced what he was called to do the rest of the chapters after chapter six was too powerful they're only going to be significant and i mean this and i'm saying it, that you're only going to be significant and significant is not in building houses some of us have not even hit 40 and we are building more houses I know some people, they've not even hit 40 and they are, I know some young people, they are not even 40 years at building estates. So it's not about the house you build or the second-hand car you buy and go, 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 or this road. No, 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 no. We are talking about an anointing that causes nations to hear you. Talking about an anointing that draws precedent. What are my friend? Is the Kenyan president is his personal friend. So he can pick the phone, he's a prophet, and call, Mr. President. And they start talking like they are friends. That's significance. Huh? By virtue of the Kenyan president, do you know how many presidents are his friends? Am I talking to you? Governors are his friends. He's influencing generations. I'm helping somebody here. Listen, when he had, when he had, when he had, now when he had, he said, I'm the one God you've always been seeking. I'm ready. I pray that you see, as you engage the supernatural this week, and uh, 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 this week, as you, that last week you engage the supernatural, and this week you decide to embrace. Listen. You will see, you will hear mysteries being spoken in heaven. Mysteries being spoken in heaven. And if you walk with God, will I hide anything from my friend Abraham? No. Engage in the supernatural. It is something every believer should endeavor. Am I helping somebody? This week, as you decide to embrace the supernatural, allow God to come upon you and release his power. And as he releases his power into your life, certain things you are struggling with, with will automatically leave without you begging anymore. Now, when you are empty, then can you 
be filled with the power. I said, wait for me in, in, in the upper room. For without this power from on high, you can't do anything. And the Bible said when they waited in the upper room, 120 days after Jesus, 50 days after Jesus had died, and the Bible says suddenly we heard a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. Then we saw close of fire upon them. Then ordinary men who had been chosen and had decided to engage the supernatural began to speak in mystified language. And as they spoke, nations around heard them. It is going to be somebody's portion in the name of Jesus. As you decide this week to allow God to fill you, when he comes to reveal, allow. When he says, put this down, allow. When he says, don't go here, allow. When he says, it can work, allow. It is by embracing the supernatural that allows you to walk supernaturally. It is by embracing the supernatural. It's not about yes. It's about prayer. God has never worked with yes. He has worked with a willing heart. A willing heart. Moses was always called, but the flesh took over. So God had to send him away. Moses was born to be a deliverer. At 12, he could have delivered. At 15, he could have delivered. At 18, he could have delivered. But natural and societal circumstances prevented him and he got the better part of him. But today, in the name of Jesus, whatever seemed to have the better part of you, we command that thing to lose its hold. Amen. So you can embrace a supernatural. Kindly stand.